Welcome to the ride. This is your host, Rusty James. It is Thursday, October 22nd, 2015. And this is the ride. Interesting morning today. It looked like it was very chilly outside. But when I went outside, it was nice and warm. It's been doing that lately. This weird Michigan weather we've been having. I'm loving it though. Sometimes you get that major wind and you think, just by sight, that it's cold and disastrous. And you walk out into it and it sometimes can surprise you. This is a, this isn't even the kind of cold that you'd want when you're doing a hayride or something like that with a hot drink in hand. It's almost warmer than that. But I'm not, that's not bothering me. I, uh, I hear that we might have a milder winter than normal, which is really good because we've had a couple of really severe ones. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. And, you know, every time I drive down my long driveway, it's pretty long and I'm thinking, man, major snowfall and I'm going to be busy keeping that clean. But I saw something today that reminded me that, that that's not a bad thing. Because uh, I often wondered driving out in the country when you'd see a dead animal on the road, like a skunk, how long that smell must exist for these poor people that live along that stretch of highway. How long do they have to deal with that? It seems like it would be a while. And uh, I happened to notice that I had a dead skunk not far away from the end of my driveway. But I didn't know about it, and I won't know about it because we're set back far enough. So I guess uh, if you got something to complain about, there might be a reason for it. I don't know. Just a thought. So if you think that you've got something that's a problem in your life, who knows? Maybe it's just helping you out in another area. You never know. I had a friend who had told me one time, after I bought a truck, it was kind of a bigger truck, and I said, yeah, I'm going to have to wash this thing. And he says, no, no, you're looking at it wrong. You get to wash that thing. Which means, you know, I had received a blessing with that truck and now I got to take care of it and I was, I should be happy to take care of it and not look at that with dread. So I'm going to do the same thing with my driveway. And who knows, maybe it will be just a thing to get me a tractor. How about that? I don't know. I might be thinking a little bit beyond my means, but we'll see. Anyway, as I was driving my driveway this morning, I noticed something. My wife had told me about a cat that's been seen hanging around. It's a black cat. I have no superstitions, so it doesn't matter what color it is. But I've got a feeling it's living in my barn, and that's fine, because I see it it's it's kind of surreal when you see a cat that's wild out in the grasses and things 
it's really weird to watch them because this cat has a different vibe about it than a normal house cat. I mean, sure, house cats have some instinctual wild cat in them, but every time I see this thing, and I've only seen it maybe three times, I see it out there, and it's like a miniature version of a cheetah. I see it hunting, because it's got to eat, you know? I see it stalking little rodent prey. And I'm driving out the drive this morning, I'm thinking, you know what, I'm glad that thing's there. <laughs> so I don't have to stalk rodent prey. I told my wife I saw a mouse in our garage the other day, about gave her a conniption. I said, honey, we're out in the country. We knew that this would happen. And uh, also, you know, the previous owners had certain special traps in the garage. I mean, we have, we're right there on the prairie, so you know they're going to get in the garage at least. And I'd rather have this cat taking care of business, helping me out, than to not have this cat. So I think it's kind of a cool addition. And I know it's not a neighbor's cat. It's, this thing is too far away from other structures. So it's, it's essentially our barn cat, I'm sure. Do you know that you have this kind of advantage in your life? Let's stop and think a minute. We know that the Lord loves us and he wants to protect us. The word's clear on that. He wants to protect us from ourselves sometimes. He wants to protect us from the enemy and the, and the lies of the enemy. But he also wants us to grow up and be mature. In other words, he has got his eye out on you. And he does take care of some battles for you. And you don't even know it. You might not even know him. And he's working in your background, I guess. You could put it that way. He has already attacked and eliminated a lot, I would say all, of the problems that you could be facing. Well, maybe not all. A lot of the problems we face are self-inflicted, but there's always this sin problem out there. And if we engage in sinful activities, there's, you know, there's a consequence to that. But he is like this cat, like this barn cat, he's been taking care of the rodent population. In fact, he kind of has taken care of that rodent population around your house. That rodent, those rodents that I'm equating as problematic or as sin, it's been dealt with already. He says, you stay with me in peace in the protection of this area that I've created for you, for you to live. You stay in this area where I've created for you to live. And I've taken care of that rodent population. You don't have to worry about them getting into your garage. But I have one thing to say to you, my child. 
This is God speaking. Don't stray away from your home with me. If you stray and you go outside where I have protection for you, where I have eliminated this rodent population, you could encounter rodent issues. Because other houses are around where they don't have this protection. And you might introduce yourselves into a situation where you have to now deal with this problem. And God is saying to us, stay in this home that I've made for you. This home meaning the place of peace and safety, this place of communication with God. And you keep that channel of communication open and stay in that safe place with Him. And those rodents won't be getting into your garage. Now you might get one every now and then because you know you happen to live in the world that does have some rodents. But God's like this stray cat kind of protecting the environment. But He's called all of us to be like a city on a hill to declare to the other houses hey you can have this communication and relationship to this protector and it'll keep these rodent problems off your land so my metaphor I'm stretching a little bit because you know we all know that just life man it, there are problems that come up you can be a believer and have your all of your lordship is given to the Lord and you're not worshiping other things and he's the number one and still things happen you know sometimes things happen that you don't like they're not necessarily sin they're just consequences of the world being imperfect you know I'm driving along and everything's honky-dory and then somebody runs a red light and crashes into the side of my truck and you know, messes up my day. Was that sin? Well, I suppose the guy disobeyed a, a rule. <laughs> but it's not like the blatant sins I tend to think about. So, stuff happens. But God's there and he's like that cat, taking care of business. And it's our job to let other people know about this cat, man. You gotta know about this cat. He's gonna take care of business for you too. <laughs> so anyway. You know, I'm so glad. I was listening to Joel this morning. The book of Joel from the Old Testament. I'm glad I get to be a New Testament prophet, if you will. And prophet's just someone who speaks the Word of God. He's prophesying. You know, when you, when you read the Scripture, you're actually prophesying. You know that? You're, prof you're, you're speaking out the Word of God. Well, that is what a prophet does. 
And you can prophesy over your life, too. You can read that word over your life, over your kids' lives. Man, I want to do that more. I want to do that more. I want to actually find the scriptures that God speaks to us, God breathed, and speak them verbally, audibly, into the environment I'm in, and most importantly, so that my own ears can hear it and agree, and my heart can agree with it. Speak these words of truth over my family, over my kids, over you guys. We're prophets. We're priests. And we're kings. You know, if we're in the line of the king, that means we've, we've got kingship in us, in our blood. Let's live that kingly line. You know, when you're in the line of the king, and you're in the family of the king, you know, in the natural, the way things worked is, if you showed yourself responsible, you could one day be king. You could one day rule. And God says, you know what? I already know that you can be responsible with my spirit working with you. And even though we haven't shown ourselves fully responsible yet, he's saying, you know what? You are kings. Which means you have authority. And we do. We've got authority. we got authority over our land, over our mountaintop, over our home. We've got authority. And we've got authority over the devil and over those rodents. Indeed, they are under our feet. We've got authority. So we're prophets. We speak the word of God right out of the playbook. And we're priests. Did you know that? No, priest's job was to establish the environment for God to work in an area. I had kind of come into the realization of that a while back when our church did a uh, conference about, it was a worship conference with um, graphic arts, all of the creatives, and our pastor had a a message at the start of this thing and it really opened my eyes up to what a priest's job really was is really to establish the environment for the Lord to move and isn't that what happens when we've got a worship team and a worship a, um, the air of worship you know the priests were in charge of doing the incense, making sure things were in accordance to the way God wanted them for his spirit to be in a place. It's really environmental, the elimination of that which distracts so that you can be focused on the Lord. We're prophets, priests, and kings. How are we priests? Well, the Lord gives us authority over our environments. You know, what, what environment are you operating in? 
Are you someone who works in a blue-collar situation with people that don't recognize the king? Well, guess what? You have authority over that situation that you're in. You've got authority over that environment you find yourself in. That's a place where you've got impact. A lot of times we think, well, man, if I go into my this particular kind of job and and everybody else there is, you know, telling the the, the rough jokes and using language and, uh, you know, whatever, I have to sit back and keep my faith on the back burner. Well, who said that? We're supposed to be a city on a hill, letting your light shine. That doesn't mean that you pull up a soapbox and start preaching at your coworkers in the the way that we think of preaching. But you can do that without doing that. You know what I'm talking about. You can respond to events in your day that will blow the mind of the people you work with. When the boss is being a jerk, instead of bad-mouthing them, you work harder and you recognize that maybe that boss is dealing with something that, you know, all people might deal with. And maybe maybe the attitude that boss has is not really devote uh, you know not really uh, directed at you or even the your coworkers he's just having a bad day and then you decide you know you're going to work harder so you can help him out or her out and your coworkers are like what you know that's not what you do you talk mean about him behind his back no, I refuse to do that. I don't think that we should be doing that. Why, why do you think we shouldn't be doing that? Well, what if, what if you were in his position? And your job was to make sure we were all doing our work right. I mean, we, we want to get paid, right? Yeah. Well, let's... How about we just do our work and get paid by doing our work? And if he bothers you... Just think about some other things. Think, think about your family. Think about the things that are important to you. And just do your job really well. And maybe that will change the environment. And all of a sudden, you've just preached a sermon and you didn't mean to. And you do that enough times that people that work with you, you, you know, you see a, you all see a benefit to having a decent attitude. And guess what happens? There's some respect that starts to build up. And they see you more like a leader. And they trust you more. And they lean on you more. And they come to you when their grandma's on her dying bed, wanting to know some help, wanting to know what to think about, wanting to know what to say to her, wanting to know what to do about life. Why? Because you've shown yourself faithfully a leader and you didn't have to get up on the soap box and tell people what they're doing wrong you just need to point them to what they should be doing right but be unwavering when you think about the leaders that we all revere people like Winston Churchill and Martin Luther King 
these kind of people were unwavering in the sense that, I mean, maybe they've changed their minds through the years about certain things or the level of what you should do. I mean, we are human, but certain things they didn't waver on, certain what they would consider absolutes. Well, we have absolutes as Christians. We absolutely refuse to believe that there is a God higher than our God. So when in the workplace, for example, I'm, I'm kind of picking on the workplace, it can be anywhere, but in this example in the workplace, if something is placed higher than my God, I have a problem with that. How, what, how do you do, you know, how does that happen? Well, if, you know, the environment allows for a celebration of something that goes against what God is wanting, I have to say something. Or I have to at least not take part in something. Like slamming a fellow worker verbally or slamming the boss or or celebrating somebody who's doing some kind of sinful activity, that kind of thing. I got to I got to make make it clear who I am. So I had to take a call just there, so I'm back. I guess my encouragement to all of us today is remember who we serve, remember who our Lord is, remember the God that is higher than all other gods, right? So no matter what environment you find yourself in, let's be prophets, priests, and king in that environment. I think I should probably find some scriptures that back that up, because maybe that's something that you've not heard before, that we, that we can operate in those three areas because of the authority that we've been given from Christ. But we certainly can. I'm going to be looking in that word to find these scriptures. I encourage you to do the same, so stay in that word. And live in peace and pray for those who persecute you. And remember that we've got a place of authority and power because our God is out there taking care of business, offering protection when we're living in our home, the home that He has established for us, this place of communication and communion with Him. So let's do that. Let's find that place and thrive in that place, all right? And I will see you on the flip.